Welcome to SoloCast episode 368. You can find the notes for this show at lukestory.com slash 368. And if you'd like show notes with complete transcripts and clickable links from every future episode of the show after this, please join my weekly newsletter. You can do so at lukestory.com slash newsletter. All you do is simply enter your name and email And magically, every Tuesday, you'll get a newsletter from me with everything I talk about on that week's podcast episode. Before I begin today's solo cast, I'd like to issue the following disclaimer. This is definitely not legal or medical advice. I'm just sharing what works for me, my perspective based on 25 years of research and personal experience in natural healing. So you should absolutely consult a doctor or healthcare professional before trying any DIY medical treatments, especially any discussed herein. This solo cast is based on questions asked by members of the Lifestylist Podcast Facebook group. Please, of course, feel free to join us there by simply searching the words Lifestylist Podcast on Facebook. We are currently 6,000 plus members strong, and there you will find some very well-informed and like-minded people waiting to join you. For those of you who don't wish to play in the corrupt, tyrannical sandbox of Facebook, I invite you to join my Telegram channel where I share my discoveries and views that are banned on mainstream tech platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can easily find me there at lukestory.com telegram. Now you will need to download the app in order to access that content, but the app is absolutely free. The goal of all content I produce is always to do my best to raise my consciousness above all of this drama and inspire others to do the same for themselves. So please take my professional opinions and personal experience with a grain of salt and follow your innate intelligence. After all, we're each responsible for our health and well-being. Neither I nor anyone else can tell you what to do with your body, or at least that's how it should be. Today's Q&A covers the following topics. My top biohacking clinic product and service recommendations, spider and mosquito bite remedies, how to find a great naturopath, circumcision and colonoscopies, why I use batteries to charge my phone at night rather than plugging it into an outlet, avoiding mercury gas from broken light bulbs, the karma of doing good deeds with selfish intent, and finally the Mac Daddy finale, what I did to treat myself when I had a viral infection that was supposedly the virus and what I do now to avoid getting it again, and my strategy for spike protein exposure from others. Okay, let's jump right into it. The first question is from Vincent. He says, I'm looking to build a biohacking lab and researching various PEMF mats and scalar wave devices. Would love recommendations from this community on what biofeedback devices I should consider adding to my lab. I'm considering BioWell, Azra, HeartMath, HRV device, and others. I want my clients to be able to see and feel and measure results. And that's a great question. And I think businesses like this are an incredible opportunity for entrepreneurs these days. Many people, myself included, uh, want to take matters into our own hands and have some autonomy in the ways in which we stay healthy. So here would be my answer to that question. Now, I'm not familiar with the technologies mentioned with the exception of the HRV monitor, which is of course heart rate variability. And that's a really valuable tool for people that want to see uh, whether the modalities that they're using are working or not. But if I had my way and I was going to build my own biohacking lab, I would probably install the following items provided I had a really high or even unlimited budget. So the higher dose infrared mat, It's incredible for any other treatments like body work and things that are requiring you to lay down. 
the Rasha, which I've done an episode on, incredible scalar wave generator. It's absolutely otherworldly. The biocharger, the amp coil, uh, blue shield scalar wave generator for EMF protection and field harmonization, as well as the Soma Vedic. And I would also put the FLFE or focused life force energy on the whole property, as well as the legal business name. Now I have FLFE on my business, uh, the legal entity, the unique identifier of Luke Story Inc., for example. I also have it on our house that's being renovated endlessly that we've not yet moved into at the time of this recording. I have it on our temporary apartment here. I have it on my phone. I'm a huge fan and believer of an NFLFE. Also the Magnetico uh, mattress pads for under any treatment beds are incredible. I have uh, one of these under my bed and that's a static magnetic field, much like you would find in nature if the magnetic field of the earth was as strong as it used to be. The Vibe bed is another option that's very cool. It's neuroacoustic sound therapy in a bed. So essentially there are transducers or speakers in the bed that play music to your body. I've done an episode on that. Just about everything I talk about here, I've done a dedicated episode to. And again, we'll link to those episodes in the show notes. Uh, New Calm, another neuroacoustic software program that is incredible for regulating stress. And then we've got BrainTap, a similar type of device that does the same thing differently. The Nano V produces uh, exclusion zone water mist that is extremely powerful in reducing oxidative stress. Think of it as an inhalable antioxidant. The Lucia light is really cool for a clinic. Uh, That is a light that produces a very psychedelic experience without having to ingest any entheogens or psychedelics themselves. So no molecules go in the body, but the Lucia light tricks your brain into thinking that you did. Really incredible technology. Uh, I use my Lucia light at home probably once a week when I want to take a journey and kind of forget about my body and um, my waking state and all of the thoughts bouncing around in my head, really powerful stuff. Then the Morosco Forge ice bath. I mean, I think an ice bath is something that would serve just about anyone who can learn to acclimate themselves to that practice. It's also great for any biohacking clinics or spas. The sauna space, single person sauna, the clear light infrared sauna, which is a multi-person sauna. And of course, red light therapy from Juve. And finally, the, the big hit here would be the OxyHealth Hyperbaric Oxygen Chamber. And I'm going to talk about a few of those later in this episode. The next question is from Amanda. She asks, what is the best zinc product? Now, I'm going to answer that a little later in this episode. So stay tuned for that answer because it pertains to a more in-depth question later on around immune function. Barbara wants to know, spider bit on finger, go. You know, these are these are the way people pose questions in there because as I said, there's over 6,000 people and I don't even go in and usually type out answers because when I log into the Facebook group, so many of our highly intelligent and sophisticated members in there are answer, answering questions for the other members. But uh, I do have some hacks on this one. Uh, first would be ozonated oil from Global Healing for its anti-infection and anti-inflammatory effects. Also one of my favorite products, it's called HistaAid from Quicksilver Scientific for the histamine reaction to the bite. Similar question here from Natalie, and I definitely relate to this one. She says, I'm in Florida and getting eaten by bugs. You think it's bad in Florida? Girl, you should come to Texas. The bugs here are like Jurassic Park style. It is completely out of control. She says, will anything natural work for this? 
yes, I solved this problem uh, with the help from my friend, Dr. John Lawrence, who actually lives in Florida. And when I moved to Texas, I was like, John, yo, what is up with the mosquitoes? Because whatever's in my blood, I'm AB positive. Uh, they love that shit. And so I was just getting gnarled by mosquitoes here. And uh, John recommended to me something called Allison, not, not my fiance, Allison, but A-L-L-I-C-I-N, Allison, which is a garlic extract. And I take one capsule in the morning, one in the evening, and the uh, effects are incredible. I don't know. I would say really realistically, not exaggerating, I would say I get bit 80% less when I'm taking that extract. Also, the aforementioned ozonated oil works really well for me to treat the bites should I get them. And there's also a great spray to prevent them from biting you from American Botanical Pharmacy called Bug Block. It's the strongest natural spray that I've found. Now, I don't use that a lot anymore because I found the garlic extract to be so effective. So those are some tips for you ladies getting munched on by the bugs. The next very interesting and insightful question that really piqued my interest is from Rex. Rex says, so Luke's story had a few episodes regarding circumcision and it being a satanic ritual. I want to know if colonoscopies are satanic rituals also. Wow, Rex, just going off the deep end here. I love it. Uh, now, I'm not certain that circumcision itself is a satanic ritual, although that was the perspective of Janice Barcelo on episode 308. This topic, by the way, is also covered in depth with Brendan Maroda on episode 192. Brendan directed an incredible film called American Circumcision, and I highly recommend watching this film before you elect to authorize this surgery on a boy. I myself was a victim of this genital mutilation, and trust me, it's not something that I would personally ever subject my son to, given the choice. Not to shame parents who have done so or plan to. Uh, I don't blame my parents for choosing to allow it to be done to me. I'm just, I guess, strongly supportive of God's intelligent design and a boy's right to live in a body that has not been medically altered for no apparent logical reason. As for the colonoscopy, um, I have not given it much thought, actually. I think that many medical treatments, as well-intentioned as they might be, uh, can be pretty invasive, and that's not one that I'm in a hurry to sign up for. I would personally choose making colon care priority so as to never have to undergo such an invasive procedure. I'm also a huge fan of periodic gravity colonics and colon cleansing using things like calcium bentonite clay and activated charcoal. And in my experience, it doesn't matter how clean your diet is or how many great supplements you take if your colon is full of toxic sludge. So I think keeping things in working order uh, is a great idea. But if I felt it necessary to have a doctor take a look inside for some reason, I, I think I would probably do it. But for me, this would obviously be the very last resort option. As to whether or not it's satanic or not, I really don't know. That would be speculation. I sense that some of the practices within the medical system uh, do not have our best interests uh, in mind, uh, although many of them do. You know, it just depends on who your doctor is and what the procedure is. Uh, with me, pharmaceuticals and doctors are very useful. And trust me, there's a lot of things I would go to the hospital for, uh, but not really day-to-day -day life things, you know, more acute injuries, et cetera. So I'm very grateful to our medical community I know that they go through some arduous training at great expense in order to become licensed and begin practicing medicine. So I'm very respectful of that, but I also acknowledge there is a lot of corruption 
and um, ill intent in some cases. In fact, in some years, I don't know if you know this, not every year, but in certain years, uh, medical malpractice can be as high as the third cause of death, right? So heart disease, cancer, all the, the big hitters, well, medical malpractice is often in the top 10. So that's something you can think about. In today's world, one thing has become abundantly clear, and that is as a collective and as individuals, we could really be well served by learning how to manage our stress. In fact, according to the American Psychological Association, chronic stress is linked to the six leading causes of death. That's how serious it is. So as we see the world changing around us, it's more important than ever, in my opinion, that we learn how to adapt to stress. And one of the most important molecules in the world to help the body and mind alleviate and deal with stress is magnesium. Now, most people think stress is caused by things like work, traffic, tense relationships, politics, and all that stuff. So they focus on solutions like meditation, going to the spa, going to the gym, trying to chill out. I'm a fan of most of those things. But what if the root cause of much of the stress we experience has to do with the deficiency in magnesium? Magnesium is the body's master mineral. It's so powerful that it helps to regulate over 300 critical reactions in the body, including detoxification, fat metabolism, energy, stress, and even digestion is influenced by the presence of magnesium. So if there's one mineral you should make sure to include in your diet, it's magnesium. And it's very difficult to get an adequate level of magnesium in your diet due to the depletion of this mineral in our soils, etc. So that's why I'm really excited to tell you about a new magnesium product called Magnesium Breakthrough. It's the ultimate magnesium supplement, easily the best I've ever seen or experienced in all my years of geeking out on this stuff. It's got seven forms of magnesium, which is unheard of. So if you're ready to check it out, here's what you do. Go to buyoptimizers.com Luke. And once you get there, the product you're looking for is Magnesium Breakthrough. If you use the code LUKE10, you'll save 10%, but you can also save up to 40% off select packages of Magnesium Breakthrough. So again, go to buyoptimizers.com slash LUKE. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S, buyoptimizers.com slash LUKE. And then Lincoln asks, what a great name. Maybe he's named after old, old Abe. Lincoln asked, uh, when Luke is doing the video for the Defender Shield products, he mentions that you should not plug your cell phone into an outlet to avoid a different kind of EMF, but that you should get an external battery, one of those brick type batteries so that you don't have to have the electrical wire plugging into your phone. Does anyone know what battery he's referring to? Now, I love the Defender Shield cases, which uh, Lincoln was talking about, and both Allison and I have them on our phones. Uh, for those watching the video, I, I would show you mine. Actually, I can show you mine. Hang on. I didn't think I could because I'm live streaming on Instagram right now. Uh, by the way, you can follow me on Instagram to catch live streams like this and all the behind the scenes wackiness that goes on in my life of content production and otherwise. But the Defender Shield case is this. Now, I put an additional little sticker on here from a company called CMO. Looked into CMO, seemed legit enough, so I did it. But what I like about the Defender Shield EMF case is that it also doubles as a wallet. So I'm definitely entering into like dad jeans territory here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're an older guy when your wallet is also your cell phone case. And I hated it at first because it was bulky and um, just was obnoxious. 
but now I'm totally spoiled because I don't have to carry a wallet. So that's the Defender Shield case that was being referred to. Again, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Now about the cases, they don't block the RF radiation from all sides of the phone, but they do block it where it matters most. And that's the side that faces your head. So again, for those of you watching the video, if I'm on speakerphone and I've got my phone facing me, so this would be the, you know, the front of the phone, the radiation is coming in and out of the back of the phone on the side. So I guess technically my hands are getting a little fried, but it is blocking, I think 99.9% of the radiation that would be going into my head. So when I have to use my phone, I use it on speakerphone and I hold it about as far away as I can, or even better than holding it, I just set it somewhere nearby and uh, the phone does not impede the function of the speakerphone at all because it has little holes cut in it where the speaker and microphone are placed. So huge fan of those, but back to the answer to this question specifically, as for the battery, this is so your phone is not exposing you to an AC or electrical current while you sleep or while your phone's nearby. Any uh, large capacity battery phone works. Uh, I found one in Amazon. I linked it in the show notes. Your phone and computer, just by the way, produce way more EMF when they're plugged in. So I always do my best to pre-charge them and really not use them when they're connected to power. And that's especially true of my cell phone when I have it in the bedroom, which for me is unfortunately 100% of the time because I often fall asleep to podcasts and audiobooks and things like that. I actually listen to my own podcast every day just because I love to hear myself talk. No, I'm just kidding. I never listen to my podcast, but I listen to a lot of others. And uh, I don't know, for some reason, listening to a human voice talk, I usually put it on uh, this, you know, the sleep timer for like 15 minutes and I'm out. That's my thing. So I do like to have my phone in my room, but it's on airplane mode and it's plugged into one of those brick style high capacity batteries. And that's why my friend. Next, Christine wants to know, and this is great. I love this question, which is why I put it in here. It's really good information to share. She asks, is there still mercury in incandescent bulbs? One just broke and a very weird smell came off of it. Now, as far as I'm aware, and I could be wrong and forgive me for not actually doing some deep dive research on this, but I don't think that incandescent bulbs are made with mercury because they have a filament inside. So they don't need a mercury gas to illuminate. However, I would recommend being extremely cautious with CFL bulbs. Those are those gross curly ones you'll find in you know, gas station bathrooms, hopefully not your house. And of course the fluorescent tubes. And uh, me, I'm kind of a, a lighting stickler. So I would never use any type of fluorescent bulb inside my living environment or work environment. Not only do these bulbs produce incredibly toxic blue and flickering light, but when they break, they release plumes of mercury vapor, which is incredibly toxic. I think mercury falls just after ionizing radiation, you know, like nuclear material, you know, but mercury is really dangerous. That's where the term uh, mad hatter came from because mercury causes brain damage and hat makers used to use mercury in the production of hats back in the day. So these bulbs are incredibly dangerous for people and also the environment. I mean, that's another reason I don't buy them. Like when you have a fluorescent type bulb and you throw it in the trash or recycling or wherever you throw them, uh, all of that mercury just ends up back in our soil and ultimately into our water table. So I believe they should be banned personally. Maybe not actually, because I, I'm not a fan of government overreach. When Obama was in office, not to politicize lighting, but it's just a fact, he happened to be the guy in charge at that time. 
uh, he banned incandescent bulbs. You used to be able to not buy them where I lived at that time in California because they wanted everyone on LED lights and LED lights have problems of their own, which I've covered on other episodes. So now you have to get a little creative to find halogen bulbs or incandescent bulbs. So I've never been a fan of those and I wish they would go away, but uh, you know, I guess you can't prevent someone from making a buck if those are the light bulbs that their company produces, but they aren't going to come into my house if I can help it. Now, if a mercury containing fluorescent bulb broke in my house, I would, and I'm not even exaggerating here or being dramatic, but I would immediately vacate the premises and call poison control to have the hazmat suit crew come in and remove it. You do not, or at least I don't want mercury residue anywhere near my body, my belongings, my pets, I'm not having it. And it's incredibly toxic stuff and, um, and very difficult to clean without exposing yourself. So there's um, some hopefully useful advice for folks as far as the light bulbs go. Next, we're going to cover Bailey's question. And I love questions that are more philosophical and lean into psychology or spirituality. But I think just due to the nature of the Facebook group, we don't get a lot of questions like that in there. So if you're a member of that group already, or you joined the group, uh, I would highly encourage you to sometimes, if you feel called, perhaps dig a little deeper. Uh, because the philosophical questions and questions related to spirituality in general, I think probably have a bigger impact than some of the biohacking and health related physical material world questions. And this one was really interesting. Bailey asked, do you feel that doing good things with the intent of getting back goodwill, in fact, bring bad karma? That's really insightful and an interesting question. And my answer would be that I feel that all thoughts, emotions, and acts of goodwill earn you positive karma, regardless of the intent. However, I find it more rewarding personally to contribute love and goodwill just for the sake of doing so, as it's a self-fulfilling reward. So if I do something you know, that benefits others or some random act of kindness, uh, I find that it just makes me feel so good that the idea of me getting the reward later isn't even in my awareness. Uh, I'll add something else here that just came to mind that was shared uh, with me by a spiritual teacher I had many years ago. When I first started to outgrow some of my selfishness and self-centeredness when I was early in my addiction recovery, and by the way, if you know, any addicts or alcoholics that are practicing and in that predicament, uh, you probably know how selfish we are. <laughs> it's just part of the game. Like in order to live like that, you just have to only think about yourself. You're constantly in survival mode. It's not that addicts or alkies are bad people. It's just, you're at a lower state of consciousness and you are trying to survive like an animal. So when I was coming out of the animal state and into higher states of my humanity, I started to realize that it felt really good when I would uh, commit uh, an act of kindness. And so maybe I gave a homeless person 20 bucks or a hundred bucks, or I left someone a massive and inappropriate tip when I was eating out or something like that. I would go congratulate myself to my mentor at the time. And he would just shake his head in disgust because his philosophy or principle on giving was that if you go around and boast about your acts of kindness that you actually negate them. And I guess in a sense, negate any positive karmic points that you would have earned by doing said um, deed. So I learned many, many years ago 
that when I do something kind or nice or giving, that the reward is exponentially more fulfilling if I just shut my mouth and keep it a secret. And it's really hard sometimes because even if you don't want attention or you're not trying to, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, virtue signal. It just feels really good when you do something really good, right? And so oftentimes we get excited and we want to go tell everyone, hey, guess what? I just donated to this charity or this cause or volunteered to feed the homeless or whatever it might be, gave someone a ride to the airport, helped someone move, you know, the things like that. And so I think that sometimes we have a wholesome motive in wanting to share it because we're just excited that we're, you know, having the opportunity to be so full in our lives that there's enough left over to make a contribution to our fellows, but, but there is something very sweet about doing something, especially something really big, right? You give an amount of money that's very uncomfortable for you, or you really put yourself out and do something that is dramatically inconvenient, uh, in service to others, man, if you can just hang on to it and just savor that, I, I don't know about the karmic implications of it for sure, because I'm not God. But, uh, what I do know is that, man, just to kind of, um, percolate and marinate in that good feeling is, is multiplied by keeping it to yourself. So thank you for that question. I think most people listening to this podcast on a regular basis are well aware of the benefits of CBD for doing things like reducing inflammation, muscle recovery, anti-anxiety, stress support, and of course, sleep support. In fact, I've been using CBD products for sleep for a number of years, and I found it to be one of the most effective things you can do. The problem is, is that the CBD market is very saturated and there's lots of noise, so it's tough to find a reliable product. That's why I'm behind Eaton Hemp, because their CBD is USDA certified organic. In fact, they were one of the first on the market to produce CBD in this way. And this is really important because the hemp plant is a phytoremediator, which means it sucks up all the nutrients from the soil. Now, the problem with that is it also sucks up all of the toxins and heavy metals. So if your CBD is not grown organically, you're actually getting a concentrated shot of metals, pesticides, and any other junk that happens to be in the soil. And many people aren't even aware of this. Now, if it's organic, you get all the goodness of that clean soil. Eaton Hemp CBD is minimally processed and infused with their own organic hemp seed oil grown on their farm in upstate New York. So I love this product. I use it every day. They have a really strong version that is absolutely incredible for sleep. If you're ready to check it out, it's super simple. Go to eatonhemp.com. That's E-A-T-O-N-H-E-M-P, eatonhemp.com. And if you use the code Luke, you're going to save 20% off. That's Luke for 20% off at eatonhemp.com. Now, the next question is an amalgam of multiple questions in the group regarding how to deal with viral infections, building immunity, and protection from exposure to people in close proximity who have elected to take certain experimental medications. And this is by no means uh, an attempt to shame such people. I believe in the freedom of choice wholeheartedly. And honestly, congratulations if you have felt called to take something experimental uh, because it helps you to feel safe uh, or protected. Maybe it is. I I don't know. So I just want to give that side note in there because I don't want to be polarized and I don't want to further facilitate or support the division being created by the media for people that 
take the thing and people that don't take the thing and all of this ridiculous low-level tribalism. Whatever you want to do, as long as you're not hurting other people, good for you. Uh, however, there is some very valid and credible research that indicates that um, people that have elected to put certain things in their body could in some ways be a risk to others. Now, I don't know that for sure. I'm not a virologist or an epidemiologist or biologist or any of the people qualified to indicate that that is in fact true, but there's enough evidence going around that it would be a concern. So just know that. And also know that uh, the more hardcore version of this episode that I chose not to release recently is available on my Telegram channel, the audio and a link to the video at lukestory.com slash telegram. So I'm kind of tiptoeing into this topic because the powers that be just don't want us to ask questions or talk about these subjects, um, but I'm going to do so in the most eloquent and delicate way I can, because I think that there's some valuable information in here that I could share. So in the answer, I'd also like to let you know that I've done multiple podcasts on this complex and very polarizing topic as a whole with some very brilliant people like Dr. Zach Bush, Dr. Rashid Buttar, Robert F. Kennedy, uh, Del Bigtree, David Icke, and Dr. Thomas Cowan. So if you want a deeper dive on this particular topic, I recommend finding links to those episodes in the show notes for a more comprehensive report. My overall views, I would say at this point, and I've been covering this since pretty early on in 2020, are very much in alignment with the featured guests I've mentioned. And apart from the guests that I mentioned in those episodes, which were interviews, remember that I have posted my current views on the pandemic, lockdowns, quaxines, the quaxine spike protein shedding, and all of that on my Telegram channel. Again, you can find that at lukestory.com slash Telegram. Okay, here goes. This is the crux of it. With all that being said, uh, what I can say here is that according to some recent blood work that I had done for other diagnostic purposes, I tested positive for the quote, end quote, antibodies. Although I'm not entirely convinced that this can be scientifically validated due to the lack of evidence regarding the isolation of that specific virus itself. There is much debate as to whether or not that has actually been proven. Now, that's not to say that people aren't getting sick because I'm about to share with you that I was incredibly sick uh, and some people have died. And for that, uh, I feel nothing but empathy and compassion for those that have been so affected, whether in the first person or in a relationship. At any rate, what happened was I was terribly ill with a bug, uh, likely viral in nature, in November 2020 while living in Sedona. And I would say it felt something like a really bad flu. Definitely not the worst I've had, but way less than fun. Symptoms lasted for about five days and consisted of excruciating headaches, extreme fatigue, and a runny nose that literally would not stop for days, despite the use of potent pharmaceutical antihistamines, which I always take as a last resort only. But all my natural stuff, I'll be honest, was not working. I mean, my nose was running like crazy. However, I did not lose my sense of smell, taste, or present with any lung infection whatsoever. My lungs were fine, didn't have a cough or any of that. So who knows what it was? It doesn't really matter to me as uh, honestly, I would have treated it in the same way I'm about to outline uh, regardless of what the diagnosis was. I did not elect to take any kind of test. I did go to a medical clinic in Sedona and um, 
did not take them up on the offer to stick a Q-tip into my brain. Uh, but I did go in just to see if they could determine whether or not it was bacterial or viral or if there was something indeed uh, much worse going on. So here's what I did when I was sick, which are essentially the same things I do to stay well. And I'm sure there are other tools available. So by no means consider this list comprehensive. You know, more information is emerging every day on alternative news outlets. And if you use a search engine like DuckDuckGo as your browser, you will likely find more useful information if you look hard enough. It's going to take some digging because, of course, Google is highly compromised and hiding information, actively hiding information that runs counter to the pharma funded narrative we hear so much about in the mainstream media and through big tech. Now, before I begin, I'd like to state the obvious fact that some or even all of these interventions might not be available to all people listening, whether due to economic or geographic limitations. So for this reason, I'd like to remind you of something that I've said and will continue to say, and that is that the best biohacks are mostly free. Some of the other things I'm going to talk about can be pretty costly. And the free health interventions, healing modalities, that I think are most effective. And, and as I said, mostly free are prayer and prayer can look like whatever you want it to look like. Mine changes all the time, but to me, prayer is more of a way of life than something I take time aside to go do. Although I often take time aside specifically to pray. And I do that quite often with, uh, with Allison actually at her altar days. We do that tend to be a lot smoother and more ease and joy filled. So whatever prayer looks and feels like to you, uh, I'm a believer. And then faith, you know, faith that you're praying to something that is in existence, having faith in oneself, faith in a higher power, faith in uh, the universal love that we are actually comprised of as a species, faith in whatever helps you get through challenging times, meditation, which makes all of that much easier. There are, of course, many ways to meditate. I don't think any are better than any others. It's what works for you at your particular stage of development. In terms of your consciousness, my meditation practice has changed over and over and over again for the past 25 years. And uh, there's things I abandon that I go back to, and I just kind of have things in a, in a rotation, I guess you could say. But meditation to me is just indispensable. Of course, human touch and connection, love, you know, the physical tactile experience of expressing your care for another and allowing yourself to be cared for in those ways, positive thinking and mindfulness, which obviously would take the place of negative thinking and fear mongering, you know, which is really funny because it's kind of tricky to cover topics like this without creating fear, right? Sometimes solutions are based on people's needs and their needs are based on their fears. So I'm about rather than exa exacerbating fear, I'm about finding solutions to fear. And rather than trying to stop thinking negatively, I'm about starting to think positively. Breathwork, great intervention, incredible for your immune system. So many other benefits, hot and cold exposure, you know, saunas, ice baths, etc. quality sunlight, high quality sleep, I mean, really high quality sleep. This is something I focus on a lot and it's, I've gamified it for myself. You know, it's like I track my sleep with the aura ring. I do all kinds of different things to improve my sleep. I track it. I see what's working, what's not. Uh, sleep is very underrated because in our sort of proactive 
achievement-based culture in the West, uh, sleep is often viewed as a waste of time. But I tell you what, when you get high quality sleep, you get ill a lot less. And if you are ill, there's nothing that's going to cure you like good sleep and rest for real. Dusk and dawn sun gazing. If you choose to uh, participate in this, I suggest that you get properly trained so that you can do it safely, but it's incredibly powerful for a number of reasons I've covered on prior episodes. Physical movement, exercise, yoga, to name just a few. So for the most part, those things are free. I mean, I guess a sauna could cost you some money, but the rest of that are just things that you can integrate into your lifestyle that are going to be very supportive of your well-being mentally, physically, and emotionally, and even obviously spiritually. Now, the problem is with those interventions is that they all require something money can't buy, and that is self-discipline. That you're going to have to develop yourself, my friends. And so that said, here's a rather exhaustive list of tools and intervention I used at that time or currently use prophylactically. But be forewarned, now listen up here, I'm going to throw out a ton of names during this data dump. So please remember, you can find all of the show notes with links and transcripts to everything discussed for this episode at lukestory.com slash 368. Or you can just click on the links provided in your podcast app in the show notes there if the app you're using provides hyperlinks. Okay, drum roll, please. Here's my protocol. Rectal and ear canal ozone with my custom-made generator. Now, I have this old generator. Actually, I just sent it in to get it fixed. It was acting funny. And it still works generally, so I haven't upgraded it. You know, ozone is ozone. But there are more sophisticated models than the one I have on the market. And the best I've found commercially available for consumers is from a brand called Longevity Resources out of Canada. And I personally wouldn't live without an ozone generator in my house, for real. Uh, Both Alice and I use ours frequently and very carefully. Ozone can be somewhat dangerous if you don't know how to use it. For example, you don't want to just, you know, turn it on and breathe it in the room. So there are definitely various protocol that you want to follow when using ozone, but nothing beats it if used properly for all types of infections. In fact, it's been successfully used in this manner since the 1800s. The thing is you can't patent ozone as of course it's free. It's just electrified oxygen. So this explains why you don't hear more about it because it really works. And because, you know, like I said, it's not a patented medication. Now, if I had had access, I would have done a series of 10-pass ozone IVs while I was ill as well, or perhaps even ozone inhalation, which is done by bubbling the ozone gas through oil. As I said, you can't breathe ozone directly, but there are ways to get the ozonides, sort of the metabolites of ozone into your lungs, and they're incredible for lung infections. Although, as I said, I didn't personally have an infection at that time, but ozonides are awesome for you anyway. Next would be glutathione and high-dose vitamin C IVs. These days, though, I'm using uh, a company called Mitozen and their glutathione, high-dose melatonin, and NAD in suppository form, which works better than IV for me due to the sustained release and the longer blood plasma levels as compared to an IV drip. And look out for last week's episode again, 367 with Dr. John Laurence, where we cover this in detail. And I'm not currently using nutrient IVs at the moment because they're mostly manufactured and distributed by Big Pharma. And I have doubts about the purity and safety of the ingredients. So I'm taking a bit of a pause on those for a number of reasons that I don't have time to get into now. But uh, until I see my IV 
constituents under a high-powered microscope, I'm probably not going to be putting them in my body. Now, on the contrary, I know Dr. John Laurence personally, we've become friends and I feel very confident in using his suppository products, which to me, as I said, are perhaps even more effective than an IV because of the sustained release, et cetera. And you can find those at mitozen.com slash Luke, M-I-T-O, mitozen.com slash Luke. As someone who's been, quite frankly, obsessed with different supplements and ways in which to improve my vitality and hopefully longevity for over two decades, I'm always shocked when I find something new. And that was the case with this product I recently discovered called Body Bio PC. This stuff is incredible. It's a unique full spectrum phospholipid complex with all the phospholipids that make up the cell membrane. Here's why that's important. It heals and repairs the cell membrane from damage that toxins have caused. So let's face it, no matter how healthy of a lifestyle you're living, if you're living in the modern world, you're exposed to a lot of crap. And your levels of lipids also decrease when you age. So when you're younger, this isn't so necessary. But as we get older, you definitely want to make sure you're getting proper lipids into your body. So increased levels help with better brain function, cognition, memory, liver support, microbiome support, skin health. Anywhere in your body where there are cells, this complex helps. Body Bio PS is a highly concentrated full-spectrum phospholipid complex with PC, PS, PE, and PI. If you're a geek, you know what those mean. What makes this product different, and in my opinion, better than the other PCs on the market, is their unique extraction process. The nutrients are liposomal, so it doesn't get broken down during digestion, which ensures cellular delivery. So if these things are going to help the cell membrane, you want to make sure they get to the cells, right? PC lays an incredible foundation for health by addressing the health of your cells and your cell membrane, which is super important, as I said, in today's toxic world. PC enhances the free passage of food and energy into the cells while gently escorting the waste out. By doing so, it works to enhance the process of metabolism within the cell. So supplementation with the Body Bio PC is something that's become part of my morning routine. I'll take it in the capsules or even in the bottle. This morning I took a huge swig of it because my brain, quite frankly, was feeling a little sluggish due to poor sleep last night. So although this product has so many benefits, as I mentioned before, to me, it's really a brain food. Like my brain just lights up when I take this stuff. So if you want to check it out, I highly suggest that you do. Here's where you go. Go to bodybio.com. That's B-O-D-Y-B-I-O.com. And when you get over to that website, you can use the code Luke20 to save 20% off all their products. That's bodybio.com. What you're looking for there as your first order would be the Body Bio PC. Next up, I use something called FLFE or Focused Life Force Energy. It's a service that I have on my house for energy upgrades and EMF protection as well as many other energy devices like the Leela Infinity Block and the Soma Vedic. So FLFE is just the best thing ever. And I want a higher level of consciousness in my home if I'm trying to stay well or get well if I've fallen ill. And that's a whole other conversation there. Uh, I've done, I think, three podcasts about Focus Life Force Energy, so you can learn more there, as well as uh, Soma Vedic and Leela uh, Quantum Tech for that matter. So you can find those episodes again in the show notes. Next would be hyperbaric oxygen chamber treatments for immunity, blood flow, and of course, oxygen saturation of the blood plasma, which is not possible by simply breathing oxygen without the pressure of the chamber. 
chamber I have is called the OxyHealth Viteris 300. Uh, I'm not going to lie, it's super expensive, but for me, one of the best investments I ever made. And the good news is for those of you that don't want to drop twenty dollars to $25,000 on your own medical chamber to keep in your house, you can now rent chambers, which is super cool and uh, just way cheaper than buying one or even paying a clinic for individual treatments. And I'll put a link in the show notes for the rental option. Uh, you know, if you're having oxygen deprivation, to me, getting in a chamber is a really smart idea, regardless of the source of that deprivation. Next, and I mentioned this earlier, colon cleansing. And there's another product I'd like to give a shout out to now. It's called Oxy Powder from a company called Global Healing, which is incredible for detox. And many people that are of the terrain theory rather than the germ theory uh, indicate that what's really happening when you get sick with something that presents as a bacterial or viral infection, that your body is in fact just detoxing. That's a whole other can of worms that I don't have time to get into, but uh, it makes perfect sense to me that if I fall ill, that I want to be doing some sort of detox regimen at the same time. And uh, that to me always starts with the colon because that's where the rest of the toxins from your eliminatory organs get dumped into. And if they're getting dumped into a colon that's clogged, well, guess what happens? You just reabsorb all those toxins and then those eliminatory organs have to deal with them all over again and so on and so on. So you don't want to be a closed loop system. Let's put it that way. Next would be oregano oil from North American Herb and Spice for antiviral and antibacterial properties. Resistor ozonated oil capsules from a company called Biocharged. Now that's not Biocharger. That's a different company. This is Biocharged for gut health, mitochondrial function, and robust immunity. Next product is Ultimate IgG from Just Thrive, one of our sponsors. If you listen to the show regularly, you know I talk about their probiotics constantly, credible company, and their IgG formula is a very powerful and science-driven immunity formula. Next would be a substance called Quercetin, again from Global Healing for immune and respiratory response. Quercetin is highly researched, plant-based, very safe, super legit. Then we've got Pure Encapsulations Calcium D-Glutarate to assist in detox. Next, Dandelion. Now you can get extracts that are made with the root. I personally use the leaf in my smoothies often. And what's great about Dandelion is it's been proven to block the ACE2 cell surface receptors from spike proteins. So you can put that together there's a lot of ways you can get dandelion into your body. And uh, it's something that's relatively easy to find in research. So I didn't find a particular brand that I like. I often, as I said, just use raw dandelion leaf, but it's a powerful medicinal plant. Then we've got C60 from Purple Power for systemic inflammation reduction. When you're sick, you know, inflammation is a thing. It's a big part of uh, many illnesses. So I do everything I can to reduce that inflammation when I'm ill. Then we've got PQQ and CoQ10 from Quicksilver Scientific, which is a product they call The One. Both are incredible for mitochondria, which is where we get ATP energy to fight illness and of course recover. Now I mentioned infrared saunas before and I'm gonna go a bit deeper into that. So there's two brands that I like for immunity and of course detox, man. When you get in a hot sauna and you sweat, you know, there's no other way in some cases to get those fat bound toxins out of your body. So sauna space is nice because you also get the benefit of near infrared light therapy at the same time while you're doing your sauna, which has a whole host of added benefits while clear light saunas 
to me are better for just chilling, relaxing, and are also large enough for multiple people to sit in at once, depending on the size clear light sauna that you get. So people often ask me like, which one's better? It's really kind of an apples and oranges things. Uh, in our apartment here currently, I didn't have space to erect our clear light sauna, which is a two person sauna. So I have my sauna space sauna and I just love this thing. In fact, I did one this morning, uh, not at home, but at the ARX headquarters where I work out on Sunday mornings, they have a little friends and family kind of small workout crew there. And they have a sauna space sauna and a Morosco Forge ice bath. And my routine 100% is I pound a hydro shot, uh, some Keon liquid aminos, and uh, I do the, you know, the sauna, I do my breath work in there. Then I take an ice bath. Then I go work my ass off for about 15 minutes on the ARX machine. So the sauna space is something that's become part of my routine in a big way. And obviously incredible for staying well or getting well if you've fallen ill. Next, we've got the higher dose PEMF or pulsed electromagnetic feel infrared mat is great for your nervous system and also for immunity. I use that thing. Damn, I actually use the higher dose PMF mat every single day. I try to not exaggerate or uh, verbalize falsehoods on this podcast because it's really important to me that I'm truthful and in my highest level of integrity. But I can say, I, I can't recall a day recently at all where I missed that mat because that's where I lay down and do my morning meditations and new calm and brain tap and all the other wacky things that I do to get my day started. Next, here's a free one. I'm just going to throw in. I know I had a free list earlier, but naked sun time, man, getting your naked body into the sun for immunity, vitamin D production, hormone production, hormone regulation. The sun has been vilified and just completely turned into our enemy. And I'm a huge fan of sun exposure. There is so much fake news around how damaging the sun is for you. For those of you watching the video, I'm out in the sun every single day and I'm, and I'm not tooting my own horn here at all. Believe me, like I, I do my best to stay humble, but I'm about to be 51 years old in a month. And I know people with far more abundant wrinkles that never go in the sun. So if your reason for not going in the sun is you don't want wrinkles or to get skin cancer or damage your skin, I would propose that you're much more likely to get skin cancer from using something like a Johnson and Johnson benzene filled sunscreen and blocking half of the sun's natural UV spectrum from reaching your skin than you are from getting full spectrum sun. Now that said, if you're fair skinned, uh, you want to be careful not to burn. So when I'm talking about, you know, getting naked in the sun, I'm not talking about burning your teats off. Uh, if you have very white skin, you know what I mean? Like be smart about it. And there's ways that you can build a natural solar callus. One of them is by taking astaxanthin. Another way you can do that is by doing regular red light therapy with something like the Juve. Uh, also chaga tea contains melanin and vitamin D2, which is also very useful for building a solar callus and helping you to be more sun resilient. I mentioned um, sun gazing earlier. Sun gazing in that nice infrared light in the morning and evening also helps you, believe it or not, to build solar callus on the photo, through the photoreceptors on your skin. You know, your body is basically, I'm gonna get off on a sun rant here, you have to pardon me. Your body is really a solar panel. We're very much related to plants uh, in that way. Now we don't have the capacity for photosynthesis, obviously, but sun is really good for you when you do it safely. Okay. Now, when I was in Sedona, I also did a few sessions on something called the Photon Genius 
which is uh, a crazy ass, <laughs> very advanced type of sauna panel that uses uh, noble gases and uh, positive EMFs essentially to charge your body. But I would say for that type of technology, I prefer the biocharger. That would be my first choice for this type of frequency medicine, but I didn't have my biocharger. So I did some sessions on the Photon Genius and found it to be very helpful. The biocharger I have at home and I use on a regular basis. I've been doing so for years and I have some immunity and anti-infection programs in my biocharger, in the software, which I uploaded. And I love those things. And I think they're very useful in situations like this. You can also search the biocharger website for a local practitioner who provides sessions. If you're unable to get a unit for yourself, because, uh, you know, again, like a lot of the stuff, they're not cheap, but the sessions are, and you don't need to do it five times a day to get well or stay well. So big ups to the biocharger. I've done two episodes about that with their founders. Then there's the amp coil for the antiviral programs, which are also incredibly powerful and effective. You know, with some of these things, I have to tiptoe around making medical claims and things like that. So you're going to have to do some of your own research to find uh, some more deeply embedded information about uh, the energy healing technologies. But I'm a firm believer uh, as they've helped me and supported me so much over the years. I'm a huge fan of minerals and I'll be doing a show soon with the founder of Upgraded Formulas because strangely, as important as minerals are, I have not yet in 368 episodes of this show done an episode entirely devoted to minerals. Now I've alluded to them. We've talked about them. Many of our guests are mineral aware, I guess you could say, but I've not interviewed a badass expert specifically on them. So you can look forward to that. The one I'm going to talk about now is called zinc. I think most people understand that uh, zinc is so important for immunity. And the problem with all minerals really um, that come in a powder or liquid form is that they are poorly absorbed, especially zinc. I'm going to talk about something called hydroxychloroquine later, very briefly. And one of the reasons that that is effective for things like this, even though that information has been suppressed, is that it shuttles zinc into your cells because it's hard to absorb. So the zinc that I like is from upgraded formulas, as well as many of their other incredible minerals like magnesium. And I think it's important also to state, and you know, we'll cover this when we do the mineral episode, but it's always a really good idea to get your mineral levels tested so you can keep them all in balance. So I'm not someone that just believes in like going, oh, selenium is good for you. I'll just start taking a bunch of that or copper or whatever it is. They're really um, held in a delicate and rather precarious balance. So it's a great idea to get your levels tested. You can actually do a hair, a hair metals and mineral test on the upgraded formulas website. Again, I'll put that in the show notes. And then once you get your results, you can do a more targeted approach. So that would be my recommendation, but their zinc is absolutely incredible. Next would be Quicksilver Scientific's liposomal vitamin D3. It's not really a vitamin, it's more of a hormone, but they have a D3-K2 combo. D3 and K2 are like kissing cousins. They work very well together. And uh, many experts have indicated that, in fact, they don't work much at all without each other. So I like that product for that. Then we've got high-dose reishi mushroom extract from Longevity Power for immunity and nervous system balance. There are a lot of great reishi products out there, but unfortunately there are a lot of super crappy ones too, made of essentially starch and mycelium without much of the actual polysaccharide medicine 
that reishi mushroom is so famous for. And longevity power makes an incredibly dense, super concentrated powdered version. I mean, it's so concentrated, it actually looks like coffee. I mean, it's almost black. It's dark, dark brown. And half a teaspoon of that in a glass of water makes your water look like coffee. I mean, that's how potent and concentrated it is. I'm a huge fan of that brand. They're not something I talk about a lot, but they're kind of an underground brand and I want to help them. And their owner, Christian, who's a great guy, uh, has incredible integrity, get some love. So definitely recommend checking out the Longevity Power products. And while I'm giving Longevity Power a plug, uh, they have the best maca extract I've ever found in my life. Now I don't buy it because it's so freaking good tasting that I eat a $50 jar in like three days. I just can't stay away from it. My body likes their maca. Um, so longevity power is badass. Next up is high dose systemic enzymes from bioptimizers. And when I say the word systemic, what I mean is taking enzymes, whether they're from bioptimizers or otherwise, uh, on an empty stomach so that they go to work to prevent blood clotting and also breaking down spike proteins. There's another great enzyme called serapeptase, which you can buy on its own and you can, well, I want to say you can. What I like to do, let me reframe that. What I like to do is take high dose enzymes on an empty stomach for the reasons I mentioned. Then we've got schizandra berry extract from Surthrival for its high shikimate content. Shikimate breaks down spike proteins. Legit, that's what it does. Same goes for fennel and star anise tea, and also some pine products like the pine oil from Shen Blossom. The pine oil product, because I've sent some people there and they're like, I can't find anything that says pine oil. And then I realize it has a different name. On the Shen Blossom site, the pine oil product is called Aka Hinoka Blood Purifier. It's a Japanese product. It's extremely powerful, heads up. So I would recommend, as it does on the bottle, starting with one drop per day and building up to two to four drops uh, as you begin to tolerate it. It's, it's incredible stuff. And it really is amazing for detoxing and breaking down those proteins. I would also like to give the disclaimer to be mindful of internet advice on drinking pine needle tea. It's important that you know that not all pine needles are edible. So when you're consuming pine products, I would use discernment. Next up is a heavy hitter, one of my favorite molecules. It's called methylene blue, and you can get that from a company called Troscriptions. It's got very powerful antiviral properties, especially when combined with sun exposure or red light therapy. So what I like to do is take my methylene blue, then get out in the sun or get under that red light. And there is much ongoing scientific research to support this. This is not a conspiracy theory. Methylene blue uh, for me has been incredible, but you know, as I said, make your own decisions. Then we've got Patrick Flanagan's mega hydrate for a super powerful antioxidant formula. Just put a capsule in your mouth and swallow it, or I get the powdered version and I put a little scoop in my water or drinks and it's just absolutely wild. Then we've got NAC or N-acetylcysteine which helps you to produce glutathione naturally rather than taking it exogenously. Although I sometimes do that as well, as I indicated earlier. Now, NAC has been banned by the FDA. Why would that be? It's safe. It's proven safe. It's been a supplement forever. Well, my guess would be probably because it works and it's safe. So I recently stocked up like an insane prepper. I have a whole drawer full of it. Sorry if you try to buy some, I probably bought it all. Selfish of me. Please forgive me. Then we've got boron from Upgraded Formulas, again, another mineral for shedding defense. Then next is activated charcoal from Quicksilver Scientific. 
they call their product the Ultra Binder. And it's the best I've found because it has a few very effective toxin binders in one product. So I'm a huge fan of the Ultra Binder. Always have it on hand, especially when I travel. Shilajit for minerals like copper, and it's also got fulvic and humic acid. Now, I got my Shilajit years ago by the kilo, literally. <laughs> well, a kilo of Shilajit is not that large uh, because it's heavy. It's like a tar sort of substance. And I got mine from a woman in Siberia. I think she was on Etsy. And those kilos that I bought uh, were tested for metals and mold and stuff like that. I mean, you want to make sure if you're buying something like that on a site like Etsy that you see lab reports and just hope that they're legitimate. But they've lasted me this whole time, so I haven't had to re-up. But if I was going to re-up, I would probably get the pristine Hydro Shilajit powder, which is much easier to take than the tar I use in my coffee and hot elixir drinks. Another power molecule, molecular hydrogen. I get that in tablets from a company called Water and Wellness for its antioxidant and inflammation reduction properties. Hydrogen is just, I mean, it's the most abundant molecule in the known universe. It's also the smallest. So I like HydroShot uh, as well. There's a drink called HydroShot from a company called h2bev.com. And both of them are a hydrogen drink and are incredible, not only for the antioxidant and inflammation, but also for immune support. Again, with that one as well, lots of research to support that. Um, and I've done shows on hydrogen with Robert Slovak and also with uh, Tyler LeBaron a few years back. So huge fan of hydrogen. So much so that I also use the Vital Reaction 7% hydrogen gas inhaler for the same benefits. Uh, I find that the inhaler has a little bit more of a pronounced effect on mental clarity than do the drinks or the tabs, but uh, either essentially do the same thing once you get into your bloodstream. Now I'm going to throw in a question from Caleb in the Facebook group. He says, my family is getting together all the items for nebulizing peroxide for lung infections. Interesting concept that makes sense to me. Information from Dr. David Brownstein. I'm wondering who knows of a high quality Lugol's iodine. Now, my answer here is that I've heard some great things about nebulizing hydrogen peroxide from people like Dr. Joe Mercola. However, I have not tried it myself, so I can't speak to my personal experience. Uh, and that being the case, I would refer to this Dr. Brownstein that Caleb mentioned to get more information on that or do some of your own research. And for those wondering, a nebulizer is a device that uses electrolysis to create a very fine mist of whatever medicine you put into it. In fact, they use it in you know allopathic medicine, nebulizers. They put different medications in there and you inhale it. So it's not like some crazy hippie stuff, but what we're talking about probably is. Now, not all substances, of course, are able to be nebulized, but the ones I cover here work great for me. Now, at the time I was sick, I did not unfortunately have a proper nebulizer around, but I have one now and I use it regularly with the following ingredients. And the one I use is made by Unosex. It's a portable nebulizer. That's S-E-K-S, not S-E-X, by the way. A, a unisex nebulizer could be interesting though. Uh, it's portable. It was 40 bucks on Amazon. I linked in the show notes for you because I love you. And then I use American Biotech Labs Colloidal Silver. There's a lot of fake-ass colloidal silver on the market. Colloidal silver is kind of like the CBD industry. Uh, and um, what's the other one that there's a lot of fake-ass stuff? Reishi mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms. Those are some of the three most fugazi-laden industries. So you want to be mindful about what colloidal silver you spend or in some cases waste your money on. I've linked to the one that I mentioned there. 
I also like to add my iodine rather than Lugol's iodine. I like the upgraded formulas. However, I would definitely, and please listen to this disclaimer, I would not use iodine at the same time as silver as the chemical reaction between the two in a nebulizer is pretty damn sketchy. So please be mindful of that. I also use mitozen glutathione in the nebulizer. They have an incredible product called Glutostat, and uh, it's it's pretty harsh. There's essential oils in it and things like that. I mean, it's not easy to breathe it in, but it's very effective for lung infections, etc. Okay, guys, we're almost to the end here. Thank you for sticking with me through this episode. I'm hoping that this information has been valuable to you. Now, as much as I see the value in some pharmaceuticals, I generally avoid them except for emergency use. They are always my last resort. I respect them. I honor them. Pharmaceutical medicine can be great. It saves lives. Like I'm not an idiot, but there are also often side effects. And for that reason, I only use pharmaceuticals when the shit hits the fan. Let's just put it that way. Now, I didn't have access at the time I was sick, but if I did, I would have also been taking ivermectin and maybe even hydroxychloroquine both of which I've considered taking, but have not yet prophylactically if I'm exposed in a big way to shedding, like in a, you know, enclosed public space with a lot of people that have um, done experiments. And uh, I would say also that I really need to do more research on the validity of this strategy. But from what I've seen thus far, it seems like a pretty viable option. Now, as far as where to get those drugs, uh, I'll say here, you would need an understanding doctor as they are obviously prescription medications. And as an aside, it's gotta make one question why the establishment has worked so hard to suppress information on the application of these two drugs, especially considering their long history of use and safety. Now, again, this is a last resort option for me, but one I I would personally consider if I had to. I've also found it interesting uh, in the last week or so, as Joe Rogan apparently came out and said that he had used ivermectin to treat his viral thing. Uh, You know, the media is just up in arms and now there's all these memes sort of um, cornering anyone that would use this medication as someone in a MAGA hat, like that's a clueless hillbilly taking horse medicine. And I find that to be hilarious because the medications that are on the market are not even approved by the FDA and they failed animal trials. Just Google this term, all the ferrets died. (laughs) You can find it for yourself. So I just think that's hilarious. Like people are clowning on people for taking ivermectin, which by the way is used as a dewormer for horses, but it's also used, it's prescribed by doctors for a number of different things. And if I'm not mistaken, and don't hold me to this, but I think this is true. I think it won a Nobel prize or the inventor of it. I mean, it's not like this is some kooky experimental medication. Uh, I would venture to say that the other medications would in fact be much kookier and experimental to say the least. But again, you know, if that's your choice, I honor and respect that as well. Okay. My friends, I think that's a pretty decent, if not exhaustive list. I know I've been talking for an hour and 10 minutes or so nonstop. And I believe that I've included just about everything I did at the time I was ill or that I continue to use in order to stay well and vital. And, you know, I'm someone that's committed to just feeling as good as I possibly can all the time. So I'd also like to say that in no way do I believe that it's necessary for you to do all of these things that I've talked about in this episode in order to feel good and be good. I would go back to the free list that I talked about in the beginning. And I would say, if you were going to do anything here, start with those things. 
and really heal emotionally, spiritually, mentally, because I believe that that's the root cause of all dis-ease. If you want ease in your life, you need ease in your spirit. So I'm not even trying to be cute here. I honestly believe that. Now, if you're someone who wants to take it a step further, then you know, you might elect yourself to investigate further some of the things that I've uh, pointed to here in this solo cast. I'd also like to remind you uh, that if you want the up-to-the-date, uncensored and real-time reports on topics like this, uh, even in a more specific way, remember to join my Telegram channel at lukestory.com slash telegram. As you know, unfortunately, we are not allowed to speak freely on social media at this point. So Telegram, for the moment, seems like the most secure place to have adult conversations and conversations that, um, I mean, God, they're probably being monitored by the NSA too. But at least, you know, that platform doesn't kick you off if you, you know, discuss the forbidden topics and actually, you know, have a free mind and free speech. So if this episode held value for you, or created any clarity for you, I would be so honored if you shared it with someone you love. I think that uh, if more of us can muster up the courage to share alternative points of view like this and hopefully do so in a way that doesn't ruin our careers and lives and get us all deplatformed completely, uh, that we would be very well served. And lastly, I want to remind you that I know there was a lot of information discussed here that you can find the show notes for this episode at lukestory.com slash 368, or just click on your podcast app notes and you should find the links there. And if you want future episodes emailed to you, you can join my newsletter at lukestory.com slash newsletter. All right, there we go. We did it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your kind attention. I hope that this was useful to you and I hope it was useful to you enough that you'll join me on next week's regular episode with our guest, Doug Bopst. And that's episode 370. It's called Hitting Bottom and Rising from Opiate Addiction to a Life of Purpose. And that is an incredible conversation from someone like me who went through extremely acute addiction issues, specifically with opiates and found a way up and out and is now Uh, committed his life to sharing what he did to recover and how he continues to flourish in his current life. So with that, my friends, I'll bring it to a close. Thank you for joining me. This is the Life Stylist Podcast. Mm